Hey, New Hope Community Church, welcome to our service and the message, and uh, we're just so thankful that you are here. My name is Pastor Pat Machado. I do youth ministry here, and if this is your first time, we're glad to see you here, and if this is your millionth time, thank you for coming back again. Uh, we just have a simple message for you in our best summer ever series um, throughout the summer here and uh, we are so glad so if you could grab your bible maybe it's on your phone on an app or an ipad or even an old school which is still the best school um, bible paperback and grab that and you can open to galatians 5 all right and that's where we're going to be starting off at galatians 5 1 all right, so if you can follow along with me, I'm going to read and it's going to be on the screen. And it's going to be awesome and we're going to get into it. All right, here you go. Galatians 5.1, it says, For freedom, Christ has set us free. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, right? Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Let's pray. Dear Lord, just thank you for this opportunity this morning for myself to be able to share a message with the people in this community and for all of us to gather in one place online. May we grow closer to you. May we hear your words in this message and may we learn and grow and fall in love with you in this moment from this word. Again, Lord, we're thankful for gathering and we're thankful for your word and we're thankful for you, Jesus. And we pray that in your name. Amen. Have you ever watched your kids do chores? Like literally, have you sat there and seen them try to clean up your house? Wash the dishes, take out the trash. Usually when you see them do their chores alone, do you, are you like me looking at them and as they complain and grumble and maybe some fighting starts, right? It just looks like the hardest thing in the world to pick up that one toy or clean up the stairs. It's like impossible for them. Have you ever noticed when you step into that moment and do chores with them? For some reason, there's less grumbling, right? There's, there's less um, headaches and, and it goes by a little quicker. It seems a little easier. And that's what the Apostle Paul is trying to say in Galatians 5.1, that we should no longer feel the weight and the burden and the slavery to this yoke, which was heavy in works. That I gotta do this and oh, I gotta. And it's just like this yoke of slavery holding us down. But instead, because of the freedom, we've been set free from this yoke of slavery, this this uh, yoke of work, that I've got to do something to achieve something, right? I got to do it or I won't have it. Like, I got to be burdensome and get a task done. And really, when it comes to works or getting chores done, the benefits is in the completion of the task. And so when we are like those kids trying to do chores, we grow up and get older and older with the mentality of if I get work done, I get a reward. But really the work and the task being completed is our reward. And I love um, what Paul then goes to say in Galatians 5, 6. He says this, 
For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. It counts for not anything, but only faith working through love. That's what counts. Faith working through the love of Christ. It didn't matter whether you were circumcised or uncircumcised. It didn't matter your works. It mattered about your faith in the one who saved us. That our beliefs alone in him and his works, what he's done, that sets us free. So we must stand firm in that freedom, that gift, that free gift of freedom. That we're no longer alone. You're no longer alone in the things you do in your home. You're no longer alone in the things you do in your workplace. You're no longer alone raising your family. You are with Christ. You are to stand firm in the freedom that he has brought you. That sacrificial love that he laid his life down for. That you do life alongside him. It says his burden is light and his yoke is easy. No longer are you a slave to the sin given the gift of freedom and I love what Pastor Joel said last week and Pastor John and Renee say over and over again for all of us is that it is Christ alone it is his love it's not how much money you can make or how many accolades you can accomplish it's, it's not about the things and the works it's about him and what he's doing and and the opportunities that has gifted us in the freedom that we've been given to do those things and that's why we stand firm isn't it funny that paul would be talking about false teachers in galatians 5 1 and when we fast forward to today with all this confusion with false teachers or false media or just a bunch of information going there's still confusion that we can still stand upon the words that say stand firm in our faith in one spirit in the lord that we would face today when there might be selfishness right last week a selfishness around us and in us that would stand firm on the selflessness of god and stand in our freedom. So, the question is, as free Christ followers, what should or can we do if not works? What are the things can we do if not do something, right? If, if my belief um, in folding chairs and stacking chairs for service is not going to get me into heaven, right? If being on the worship team is not going to get me into heaven, um, what is it if not works? Well, the heart of the message is that God's gift of freedom is to build up ourselves and our community. That God's gift of freedom is for us to build up ourselves and the community right no longer are we to be yoked to slavery yoked to work one that is heavy laden and pressing upon us oh i'm regretting and i don't want to but really i'm set free now what can i do this readiness this i, I want to get out there 
and which leads us to point one. Point one set in, in being free, right? We receive the gift of freedom from Christ. And point one is freedom leads to mature spiritual growth. Freedom leads to mature spiritual growth. Galatians 5, 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For those are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Do you remember when you were young and younger and dumber and you had this immaturity about you, right? You made decisions with the flesh. Like I would have recklessness abandonment when I fought people for some reason. How about I would sneak into our high school to go to the swimming area or the pool area and hang out at night. Or I would get a phone with my first job, lose my first job, keep my phone, and get stuck with debt for a decade. Immature, dumb decisions, ones that are desires of the flesh. It can hinder us, right? But what about those now we are set free from that desire of the flesh? We are to grow in our maturity in Christ. We are to walk with the Spirit, Paul says. We are to do life alongside Him. We said, yes, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior, and we are now set free in this new life on earth. We're on earth. We started a life with the Spirit of God. And it says that it's not only there to just hang out, but it will sustain us through our life. It is not um, that we would be devoured by the flesh of our past selves, but would step into this freedom that allows us to grow alongside the Spirit of God. In Ephesians 2, 1 through 5, it says, And you were made dead in the trespasses and the sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. And we were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, I love that, but God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. See, again, it's, it's not the works. It was like we did all this stuff. We, we've, we've done all of that and we've made our mistakes. Yet, but God, still loving, still amazing, still righteous, saves us. It is on him for he was and will be forever the only way. 
is the way we have freedom. And he leaves us to grow in maturity, to, to grow into the, the person, whether man or woman, that he designed you and lovingly created you to be. That he said, I'm not going to leave you with debt as an 18-year-old just holding on to his Sprint phone. No, I'm going to let you and allow you to have the freedom to grow around people and to influence and sit before your Bible and pray and talk to me and worship to become a person that actually pays his bills on time. Right? He doesn't leave us there. He gives us the freedom to make choices and be and take in the Spirit of God to fend off the desires of our fleshes to walk in maturity. Uh, let me share this story. Uh, when Rachel was pregnant with Chloe, and it was awesome, you know, as our first kid, and uh, my friend wanted to talk to me about being a father for the first time. And my friend, Pastor Micah Simpson, you probably have seen him around before. And if you haven't, um, maybe you will one day. He's pretty awesome. And uh, he, he said, um, don't worry about being better than your dad. And I was like, what? He said, don't worry about being better than your dad at being a father to Chloe. You just pursue God and be the dad Chloe needs you to be. It wasn't about being better than my dad. He said, hey, God has chose Chloe to be your daughter. And he's chose you to be her father. Be the father she needs. And... From right there, I realized it wasn't about self-bettering. Man, it was about this journey with the Spirit of God, growing in maturity to be what God has individually made me to be. And I believe all of us no longer have to be beholden to the world of wrath, of disobedience, that we were made alive all together in Christ to grow in this spirit to grow in this freedom we have the freedom we have the freedom to choose jesus and then every day you have the freedom to choose jesus every day you have the freedom to choose to want him to desire him to walk with him to do life with him and he gives us the spirit to walk side and that's why paul said hey stand firm Right? In your freedom, stand firm. There's going to be things said and done. Stand firm. And walk with the Spirit. If you spend enough time with God, I can tell you, your maturity will grow. And of course, we're not alone in this world, right? We're not alone and we don't sit in a box and don't talk to anyone. We're doing life together. So what does happens when we're doing life together in this freedom? Point two, if you're taking notes, you can go ahead and write this in. Freedom of Christ leads to spiritual unity. Freedom of Christ leads to spiritual unity. Galatians 6.2 says, Bear 
one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. If this sounds familiar, it's because just last week, Pastor Joel, Pastor John's brother, spoke about love, right? That if we take the greatest commandment ever, right? If we love God with everything we got, our mind, body, soul, spirit, we're all in, right? We love the Lord. And if we love people around us with, with you know, like ourselves, with the love of Jesus, because we are selfish, people at, at baseline nature, and so we need the love of Christ to be mustered up within us so that we would love one another with that love of Christ, we would fulfill the law. And I, can I be honest? Deuteronomy 6, 5 is such an impactful scripture. It was in a class that this scripture came up and it was taught or not really taught. It, it was a conversation that was so simple in this simple, small moment in a piece of scripture that is in, isn't that long that many of us have read over and over again, just hit straight to the heart. It hit me straight in the heart and my leadership dynamic changed forever. I said, this has to be about and how I lead from now on. That if I love God and I love people, has to be. And I would never have gotten there if I was forced and pushed and it was shoved down my throat, right? But instead, God gave me the freedom to, to be surrounded by a community of people. That when this conversation came up, it hit me, changed everything. I said, this commandment, he says is the greatest, then I have to start at the greatest. I have to start right here. And when preparing this message, it found that it's in me. And I found that it because of the freedom that Christ has given me, allowed me to have that kind of moment. So when a kid Right? When a student and, and our leaders are hanging out with students and we go to 7-Eleven, buying them whatever they want is easy. It's easy. Because they don't have money, so they're burdened by, oh, can I, uh, oh, I don't have. It's like, dude, don't even worry about it. Giving time to an old person or maybe even helping um, an old lady get her groceries into her car or packing them. You see the, the guy packing somebody else's groceries. Hey, you step up in front and you help them pack their groceries, right? This is easy work. Why? Because God is so in me. I'm walking with the Spirit, right? I'm maturity as a person and I have the freedom to just go and love on people. Have the freedom to um, say in weightlifting, right? You have a spotter and you have someone lifting the weights, and all you have to do is just give a little bit of lift, just a little bit of lift, and they can get one more rep in. And bearing one another's burdens is fulfilling the law because you're out there being selfless and giving just a little bit of lift in our community. So when someone says, Hey, can you pray for so and so? It's easy. Man, boom, right there. Pray for them, whether on the phone, in person. It's not a big deal. 
because the greatest commandment set it up. And so in my walk, set in freedom, standing firm in my freedom in Christ, right? These things can get done. The yoke has been lifted off. It is now light. The burden of getting work done is lifted off. Bearing one another's burdens is just another way of being selfless like God was selfless. We're putting someone else's needs first. In when we do that, we are unified. When we can rally around the greatest commandment ever, we are unified. We are of one spirit. Free to live this new life on this earth. But there's so many rules. No, those are just boundaries for you to run like crazy. That you have the freedom. We have freedom. We are not programmed robots that say do this or else. No, you have the freedom to make a choice. Are you going to choose the desires of the flesh or are you going to choose to say yes to Jesus every day? You have that freedom. You have that freedom individually and you have that freedom in community. We are to be together to build up one another and bear one another's burdens. It doesn't always have to be a negative thing, right? But we're there for each other. He's saying, be there for one another. This is what we must do. And let me read this scripture as I'm closing. Galatians 5, 13 through 15, where it says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. You were called to freedom. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. I can say that some people in our community of faith can be like the false teachers of old. They use their freedom to do whatever they want. Last week, um, Pastor Joel talked about um, they would use knowledge to puff themselves up, right? And, and some people will use their knowledge to puff themselves up, to sit above the rest, putting down others, and really abusing their freedom. This is not what this love of Christ is allowing us to do. This love to freedom, this gift of freedom is for. It's not to lean upon abusing the freedom, the love, the grace, and the redemptive power of Jesus. It's not giving us the gift of freedom so that we can live in the gray area and say, hey, I got to get out of free jail card as long as I repent. As long as I repent. No, it's, I'm going to stand firm in my beliefs. I'm going to look straight at the commandment my God has given me. And in my freedom, I'm going to walk and mature and build up the people around me. That's what that freedom of gift has been given to you for. Not so that we can do whatever, 
so that we can be everything that he's called us to be. Be everything that God has called you to be. Because really, when you are not maturing in that freedom, you are choosing foolishness and selfishness. And Proverbs 1.7 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. When you choose to forget what you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to be doing, you are choosing Forget about wisdom. Forget about instructions. You're saying, I'm not afraid. I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't fear. I don't have a healthy fear of the Lord. Because what? I can do whatever I want. Because Jesus died for me, I can say, I repent. No, we, we don't. That's not how it should be. Should it be that way, really? That we go around punching each other in the face and just saying, sorry, Lord. Or do we earnestly go out there and say, Lord, today I'm going to do my best to love on you. Whether it be through taking care of myself. If it's through loving on my kids. If it's through loving on my neighbors. If it's through prayer. If it's through worship of you, God. Which one do you think he set you free for? So that you would grow into everything that he has for you? Or that you would try to get away with things and see where the boundaries are and where the lines are when we're pushing it? Where is it? Where's our heart? Because that's the desire of our God, that our heart would be all for him. And so whatever we're doing, it's all for him. Whether it be in community, doing something as simple as a game. I'm just playing games with my friends. Cool. Is the Lord there? Hey, I, I got a big, uh, I work for a big company. Hey man, when you go to work, are you going with the attitude of the Lord to just be like, not beat people over the Bible or scripture, but like, man, I'm going to be someone who loves people. I'm going to be joyful today. I'm going to choose hope today. I'm going to choose love today. I'm going to choose peace today. Because it was amazing to receive the gift. But with that gift, what are we doing? Is it? leading us to maturity or and is it leading us to unity or is it leading us to do whatever we want uh, obvious paul already knew that and he said don't allow this freedom to lead you on the path of the flesh let's pray dear lord thank you so much for today you're so amazing you love us so much that even in our trespasses, even in our sins, even when we didn't know you, even when we rejected you, even when we could not accept you, you said, I'm going to go to the cross anyway. With the simple chance, the opportunity to say yes to you. And that you would lay your life down to set us free. Thank you. There, there, there is nothing we can do. There is nothing we can say 
but thank you. And may our lives be one that is willing and able to choose to grow alongside the Spirit, to choose you every day and mature in this walk so that we can build up the people around us into loving you and loving more people. We love you, God, and, and may you just bless everyone at home that sat or stood or even in the car that might have been listening to this word. May you bless them. Whether they're watching on Facebook, on the website, on YouTube, listening to it um, as a podcast, Lord, may you bless them. May they be a blessing that blesses the people around them because they love you and love their people that they, they received the gift of freedom and they've done something. They've done something with it that is a blessing back onto you, God. So watch over us. We love you. Pray this in your name. Amen. Hey, church. Well, uh, we're going to close with the time of communion. It's the first of the month. And every first weekend of the month, we want to make sure we remember and give thanks to Jesus. That we remember what he did, um, that God, what God did in Egypt. Right? The lamb was broken. Right? The body was broken of the lamb. The blood poured over the doorways and allowing death to pass over so that freedom would come to God's people. Let's not forget, again, when Jesus Christ comes and his body is broken like that lamb and, and his blood is spread and it covers all sin, not only allowing death to pass over, but for defeating death for good, allowing everyone who says yes to have life forever in this one and the one to come and so we're gonna take the bread whether it's a bread a cracker whatever you got around you all right and we're gonna say thank you jesus for your willingness for your heart to do what no one else could do no one else was going to come to the rescue like this there was nothing we could do we, we tried we tried to do offerings we tried to do that and all of it fell short no matter what we could do as mankind we always fell short and it took you lord to come and have your body broken on our behalf to set us free and so thank you for sparing us let us pray dear lord thank you we take we're going to take this bread in remembrance of you sacrificing, showing your love, one that you would set down and aside for your brothers and your sisters so that we would walk free and we would call you God and we would praise you to the ends of days. Thank you. Thank you that you would um, allow the punishment that we deserve to pass by so that we can be free. Thank you. Pray that in your name. So go ahead and take the bread. All right, so let us take the cup. Uh, you might have juice, you might have coffee, you might have milk or something around you. We'll take that and this is just gonna represent the blood of Christ that was shed uh, for all of us. That it would be uh, remembered that he went through 
something we, none of us would even imagine. Wrongly accused, perfect in every way, said, I'm going to go to the cross, Lord. Father, I don't, is there some other way? No other way, I'm in. And he went. They whipped him, they spit on him, they stabbed him, they put nails through him, and he bled. And that blood allowed us to be seen clean before the Father. So again, we're going to thank God with everything we got. May you just, in this last prayer, may you yourself say words of thankfulness from the bottom of your heart that you would be set free by the body being broken and the blood being shed. Dear Lord, thank you so much again from the very bottom of our hearts, our souls, that we would thank you for the sacrifice that you would leave the heavenly realm as the most fragile thing in this world, and that's a baby human. That you entrust yourself to broken people, humans. You would allow yourself to be raised by them. That you would go and be perfect and just amazing man, raising them from the dead, healing people, bringing wisdom to all of us, and then go and die on our behalf. And that you would not only die, but you would raise again, defeating death and allowing all of us to have freedom forever and ever. We thank you for your sacrifice, for your selflessness, for your example of what we should be doing with our freedom. We love you. We pray that in your name. Amen. And take the juice. All right. Well, thank you, New Hope Community Church. May you have an amazing week this week. May you have a great time in your freedom. You have the freedom to go love on someone this week. And so I want to make sure, hey, this week I'm challenging you. Do something amazing for yourself and then do something amazing for someone else. Be a blessing. Love on people. And I'll see you and everyone else next week when we have another speaker in our series, Best Summer Ever. And yeah, see you next week online. See ya.